detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again for our Halloween episode. I believe this is our fourth Halloween episode. Yeah, Been going for four probably. years. Nobody's checking up on these things, no. are they? They are not checking to see. Statistics. <laughs> They're not going, Jesus, why are these guys still on? Let's just get rid of this. Someone has to be listening for that to happen. Yeah, no, Maddie, tonight. We are covering the 2018, I don't know if you call it a remake, a sequel, a reboot. A requel. A requel. <laughs> Halloween. But before we get to that, just a quick whip round. What have people been watching? Anyone got anything decent? Uh, Daredevil season three. Uh, how was that? Oh, I'm. What am I? Three or four episodes in? I, I believe they've done another hallway fight. I haven't seen that one yet. Maybe. Um, there's some cool stuff in it. Um, the initial part, it's a bit of a slog to where they get back into where he's doing his thing again because um, he took some injuries. Obviously, at the end of the last one. Not sure how you get out of a collapsing skyscraper and just. You know, going to a bed for a couple of days and you're back on your feet. Shake it off. Bronson They style. haven't really played that away, but um, <laughs> you just brush off your mustache and turn like that. But it, mate, it, it's got the right vibe again. Like, Daredevil was probably my favourite out of those, uh, either that or Jessica Jones out of the, yeah. the Marvel TV things on Netflix. And um, Charlie Cox is really good. I like the dude. Not your son, obviously, but <laughs> he's a good kid too. Told him uh, I wanted to nickname him Daredevil and he told me to. Jam it. <laughs> really? It doesn't matter. I thought he'd be all about that. Yeah. Um, I think he's the best lead out of all of them. Um, I think I would prefer him to Kristen Ritter. I just I like him. I th- some of the, the other players in it aren't as strong. But the overall feel for that one, it, j- it just seems to fit the world the best, yeah. um, his character. And they've obviously got uh, Kingpin back again, who was very strong in season two, obviously. And he's just got so much screen presence. He just has like a real like just latent like evil in him, mm. and he just seems real powerful. So he's one of the stronger villains in any of those series as well. So it's going pretty good. Other than that, I didn't watch a great deal because the NBA is back. Yeah. Uh, so it's been taking up a lot of my time. But I did watch Upgrade that Maddie mentioned in the last episode. Really liked it. It's a little bit of a similar take to like an ex-Machina sort of thing, but just not done quite as well. But it's very brutal. Um, definitely worth a look on the action front. Um, and I rewatched the Batman Nolan trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, just listened to a couple of podcasts about him on, I think it was uh, Now Playing. And How was it? on rewatch yeah I, I really like that being begins yeah um, a lot of people think it's like the, the dark like the redheaded stepchild of the, of yeah. the group but I actually really like I that disagree yeah. I actually think um, Batman Begins is the best best one of all I still prefer number two mm, but it's, yeah. it's a lot closer than people think I think because like the third one is a far it's, yeah, it's a lower the, tier. It's still good, but, but it's if, a bit if, lower. If the Dark Knight is a nine, I think like Batman Begins is maybe an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, um, surely. So yeah, it, I really enjoy Batman. It's worth Begins. doing the rewatching. Like it's a it's a fair bit of film to take in. Like they're pretty long movies as it is, but they're all they've all still got a lot of value. And yeah, they're, they're really enjoyable to watch. So I did that, and then uh, the only other thing is I've been taking up my time is Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. Well, we've all got that. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's spectacular. It's fantastic. It's everything we hope for. It is for. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we Thank might you, have Rockstar. To, we might have to shut up shop for a month. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> Good luck, mate. I mean, there's a lot of hours. There's a lot of hours to put into it. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm severely sleep deprived over the great. last five days. Put it that is way. fantastic. That's Jared? it for me, though. Anything else? Uh, you yeah, I barely watched anything. Either a lot of travelling and whatnot, so... Um, I started Making a Murderer Season 2. Mm. It's still interesting enough, and they're still going about poking holes in, in the story. 
he's got this new attorney who might be the most interesting because she's got like 17 people exonerated over her journey. Mm. Um, basically said, she said she worked with one serial killer at the beginning and had to hold in information about killings that he'd done because he was trying to bargain for a sentence and he didn't get it. So she had all this information and essentially had to wait for the day that he died to say these are the other ones that he did. Mm. So she said, after that point, I didn't want to represent guilty people. So, the so I don't know how you sleep at night as a person doing that sort well, of stuff. I get thing. that it's your job, but how do you carry that? Well, that's the thing. She, she basically said if he is guilty, if Stephen Avery is guilty and has hired me, he is a stupid man because I'll find out he's guilty, basically, mm. which I thought was really interesting. But the problem with the whole series for now is it still doesn't have any representation of the other side of things. It opens up with this really interesting montage of all the criticisms of the first season and some of the, some of the um, evidence they left out and whatnot. But then they make great pains at the end of each episode to show all the people that are not involved and it's all of the other side, basically. All the policemen, the Horbeck family, all, all these people that just aren't in it. So this series almost feels like a cheerleading for Avery. Hmm. And I, I just can't get down with that because I'm still not certain that he's not. Nah. You know, so it's it's hard to cop. It's still an interesting enough show, but it's very different to the first season in that regard. The first season had a story that had played out over many, many years, and yes. this one, they're just trying they're to tidy up a little bit of loose ends. Yeah, here. they're just yeah. trying to add to it, and I'm not sure. That was always my concern. The other thing that I watched was, as did you, Adam, Summer of '84. Yes, Roadkill Superstars next movie after Turbo Kid. Yeah, um, so it was. It was always going to be hard to live up because I, you know, Turbo, Turbo Kid is one of my absolute favourites from the last few years. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't quite hit those heights, but it was it was enjoyable enough. It had some problems. Some of the characterisation wasn't all that strong, but it brought some really interesting stuff into the into um, as you said. You know, we've got this whole kind of coming of age thing mixed in with this kind of rear window vibe. Yeah, and they br- they did some things that really really hit home for me. I really liked a lot of it. Um, a couple of things that the kids were doing, like organising these massive, massive games, games of what they were calling manhunt, yeah. which we used to call spotlight. Yeah. And I was just watching that going, yeah, that's that's how we grew up. You know, had that whole street in this game of spotlight. Mm. You got two minutes, off you go. Like, yeah. that was just, I was watching that going, oh, man, that is spot on. Like, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Well, I think the coming of age <clears throat> elements were, were pretty well handled. I thought the serial killer next door type of thing was also pretty well handled. The problem for me was that there were key relationships that kind of went nowhere. There were things, cool, interesting ideas about the the shitty stuff going on in suburbia that you don't know about that didn't really get played out. Yeah. And they just sort of came and went. I thought that was an interesting vibe. For me, I disagree about the coming of age stuff. There was some of it that was really good, but I look at something like Stand By Me that had a couple of characters in similar situations. And it's, yeah. It's, it's just... You look at that and then you look at this one and you say they missed all of that sort of stuff with some of the characters in this movie. It was just all surface level stuff and that was probably what held it back. But overall, I, I finished it up and thought, yeah, I definitely... Oh, look, oh, I enjoyed it a lot. Guys I enjoyed do. it a lot. They had the same people do the score. Yeah. It's really interesting because the score is constant. It almost yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah. But it's not really, like, intrusive. Yeah. You don't sit there going, fuck, I wish this had stopped. You kind of... Is it still that, like, 86? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. classic John Carpenter, Carpenter vibe. Um, vibe. 
I'd have to probably go back and listen to it separate from the movie because I really like the Turbo Kid one as well, but it's the same sort of stuff as that. Mm. And, um, again, it's just like that, how it was sort of all the way through almost, but parts where it was just dropped down a bit and then yeah. it would go pulse again. Up again. Yeah. i got a couple of really big laughs too. None bigger than um, they're on the walkie-talkies and one of the kids goes, Shh, something's going down, something big's going down. And the response is, who's going down on who? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, <true. laughs> of course, yeah, low brown here and grabbed me. Yeah, but yeah, look, I agree. There was some stuff that wasn't there, but I think overall, um, it did a really good, it did a pretty good job of putting them together. But the ending was what I liked the most. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was hit, hit really cool. I, that actually, I, I was a big fan of the ending. Yeah. A lot of people probably wouldn't have liked it because there was no actual. Don't give it away. I'm not spoiling. Yeah, but, but it was oh, definitely, it was definitely something different. <clears throat> yeah, and to me. That was one of the key bits that I really enjoyed out of it. Yeah, same. Anything else, man? No, that was it for me. All right, no, I didn't watch much, much else either. Um, I put my little nephew, 13-year-old nephew, through um, Happy Death Day. Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. I loved it too. I reckon it's bloody good. <laughs> it is. I was a big fan. And the sequel, I actually look forward to the sequel. It'll be interesting mm. to see what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing I watched was I watched the first episode of The Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. on Netflix. I know you had a look the other day. Yeah, look, it was okay. It it didn't really grip. It, it didn't really <laughs> grip. Like well, it no, like it, did, it didn't grip me immediately. Looks like you just smelled a fart, mate. No, like it didn't grab me straight away. Yeah, like it was a bit of a slow burn, and it kind of ended on a cool note. But I was kind of like, you know, everyone was saying this was really, really good, mm. and I was kind of thinking, Man, was do you think it's got build up? I think it's look I will give it a few more episodes because it's 10 episodes and I like Mike Flanagan um, Mm. who's done it so I'm hoping it's just it's just that early build piece you know you're getting that first episode where you're getting a few characters out of the way you get an understanding of everything then we'll get into it and it's jumping it back between time periods too which can be difficult yes um, at times so but look it was okay and I'll give it a couple more episodes to see where it goes but that was it Interestingly, no one's uh, given Black Lightning another look yet, the new season. <laughs> I, I don't think I can no, get yeah. myself to do it. Mate, I had fatigue. I've, I was all over all those super, superhero shows. I haven't watched Arrow, Flash, or Supergirl for a season. I just scrolled over Black Lightning. I'm like, should I do it? And then I just went, nah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't think it's going to go real well this season. It took a turn. For the worst, I believe. Yeah. Mm. I just never got on board with it. Didn't drag me back in, that's for sure. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 2018's Halloween. Michael Myers spent the last 40 years in captivity. I have prayed that he would escape so I can kill him. He's waited for this night. He's here. He's waiting for me. Halloween from 2018, directed by David Gordon Green, who directed Your Highness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's an interesting change. Yes. <laughs> produced by Malik Akhad, who is the son of Mustafa Akhad and produced a lot of the Halloween, uh, recent Halloween films. Bill Block and Jason Blum, who we know from Split, Get Out and Happy Death Day. Written by David Gordon Green, <clears throat> Kenny Powers. 
<laughs> uh, Danny McBride. It was funny seeing his name in the credits. And Jeff Fraidley. And it's based on characters created by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Strode. Judy Greer as Karen Strode. Andy Matasak. Oh, I don't know Matt- if I'm saying that right. Matasak. Matasak, yeah. As Allison and Will Patton as Hawkins. The budget's $10 million. That's what... I've read everywhere $10 million that's pretty good and currently it has made $120 million worldwide and climbing yes and it was released to coincide with the 40th anniversary of the original which was yep. released on the same day I think on the 19th alright Gibbo uh, ok well I'm really fresh off it I watched it literally before I drove over here so um didn't get a chance to make a great deal of notes, but um, as the non-horror person, I probably carried less baggage into this and just sort of got to watch. Like I've seen the original, obviously, but just watching it without having seen most of the sequels, uh, I kind of just went as if this was just a direct one. I probably don't have a lot to take into it with the other shit, so that's probably for the best, yeah. I would think. I was yes. I I liked a lot of the the tone and the feel of the movie. I think they really did a good job of of matching some of the stuff that worked in the original. Did have some issues with some of the narrative things. Um, Jared sort of mentioned to me before I went in, he said there's one glaring thing and I'll be interested to see if we had the same issue. But other than that, like I, I really enjoy, I enjoyed it. And like I said, horror is not really my thing. I don't really have a link to this one like you guys probably do with the nostalgia side of things, but I'll probably give it a three and a half. Some of the issues I had really hurt it, I think. But on the, on the whole, I think it was pretty strong. Solid. Jared? Yeah, so I can't really disagree with any of that really like I, I was very happy with the tone and the style and how they um, tried to imitate parts of the original but then take it in their own direction I thought that was mm. really cool as of walking out of the cinema my thought was it's the best of the sequels pretty happy to, to stick with that I think you can definitely see the whole me too element that everyone's talking about very clearly which is kind of cool to have that sort of subtext in in the movie and you see the the way that the characters act and some of the variations on the classic kind of stereotypes of gender and stuff that we see in there. Yeah. Really interesting to see that in a movie of this nature. I thought Michael was excellent mm. and I think I think the nostalgia definitely played a part and in the wash up I might come down a little bit but I went with a 4. 4. And I sat there in the theatre just Really buzzing for yeah, the so first time in. in a while. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> just absolutely buzzing for a lot of the a lot of the whole a lot of the movie basically. So yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I totally agree. For me, it does a fantastic job of connecting itself to the original. It is by far the best of the sequels. Yeah, by far. I don't think it's quite um, The next best is probably H two O, and that's not on H two O or two or Halloween four or one of those, but. Neither of them would be on par with this. This is really, really well done. Barring one major mistake. Ooh, we're let, into it, yeah. we're a Mexican standoff on mistakes. See yeah. if we're all, See yeah, if we're all on the same page. Then to let the, everyone know, we will be spoiling this. So Big time. You have to understand that. Yeah. that we will go ahead and talk in depth about the things that we that happened in the film so if you haven't seen the movie you may as well stop right now yeah we don't tackle many current movies or nah. movies and this one's both so don't ruin it for yourself I mean look we spoiled <laughs> Death Wish 3 for all the people out there but I think that barring that major problem they do, they're very reverent to the original they're ve- they actually give a shit mm. they actually give a shit yeah 
And when it, he gets to the finale, that to me was the the pinnacle of it. I think the finale was fantastic. It was exactly what we wanted. And the way it ended was, I, I was kind of like, fuck, you know, I didn't, didn't quite expect it. Hmm. Um, and I thought it was brilliant. Like some of it was brilliant. Overall, I gave it three and a half just because that one problem is a pro- big problem for me. Hmm. Like it was just a big problem. Well, I thought you said you were going to be way above my score. No. Oh, okay. Good. See, I'm right. I thought I was going to be way, I I was teetering, be way above me. On I was score. teetering with Jared on four. Yeah, that's fair. I was really, really close to saying it was a four, but just because that I, I keep coming back to that that particular bit and just going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Okay. Well, let's get into it. Okay, so it's definitely spoilers from here on out, guys. Definitely, yeah. Spoilers from here on out. I'm going to break it down. Like, my likes and dislikes are going to be, like, you know, the big ticket stuff then down Mm -hmm. into the weeds. It's really well directed. Mm. Really well directed, especially coming from a bloke who made your highness. (laughs) He has made other stuff, so I couldn't be like, no. The Minotaur (laughs) penis necklace? Did you you enjoy that? (laughs) But he really captures the tone, but yet he does give it. They give it a shake-up. Yeah. That sequence where Michael is stalking for the first time is bang on the original. Some of the static it's camera shots on. in that are mm. so clever. Like yeah. how they capture different bits of where he's moving. Like the, sh- the shape thing really comes into it. They yeah. really do a good job with that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got that, that part, which to me was one of the highlights. It's taking some of the elements of that original tracking shot. It reminded me more of part two, where it's almost kind of over his shoulder in parts. Yeah. Mm. It was fucking phenomenal when he's walking around and then you see him out the front of the house and it changes to him and you see the reflection in the window. Yeah. Then it goes straight onto the woman, still in the same and shot. And you can see, you see his head bobbing yeah. up down the side of the thing and then he just pops up in the back and he's fucking... She's done. Yeah. And the whole time the score's kind of pulsing in and out and things like that. That that was just awesome. It was the best directed stuff since the original. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just didn't see it. I just didn't see that from the bloke that made your honest, to be honest. No, he definitely he taking a step in the right direction. And Kenny Powers. And Kenny yeah, Powers. No, a lot of it was really creative. No, but that's da- technically oh, really strong. Oh, it, it, it just it says to me that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and the other fella um, who wrote it, Jeff Friedley, they actually gave a shit. Yeah. They, they, they actually sat down and they looked at it and they really thought about connecting them up and they did, I think they did a fantastic job. Mm. But they clearly gave a shit about the sequels too. Yeah. Because there was little bits and pieces there in there that, that sort of popped up. From the <laughs> if you know your sequels, but, you, you but, saw yeah, it. Yeah, so that's a bit I probably yeah. missed. But. but they made that decision to just wipe the rest of it clean. It's not saying that they don't enjoy some of it themselves or whatever, and they didn't nod to some of it. They did. But they just said, for us, our story works better if everything else is forgotten. But it was a masterstroke because the fact of the matter is there is no way to connect to any of what... Like, this was the best way to do it is to clean house and come back to what what was best about Michael Myers, which Mm. was the first one. Yeah. Because my wife was sort of saying, look, it was no different to any other Halloween movie. And I was like, but you don't understand. A lot. You don't understand, too, that forget about all these other ones. It was a lot different to them. It would have been awesome to have a, a showing of the original, then go straight into the new one. Yeah. And you would have got your understanding, this is where we're at. Yeah. You know, this is exactly where we're at. Forget about these other um, turds that I, were done. I believe one of the big reasons they did it too was to get rid of the, the family connection. Yeah. That Michael and Laurie were brother and sister. 
they basically just. This said, that confused me a bit. I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand. And, that they, and the way they, they did that is they did that so easy with just a little walk and talk. Yeah, yeah. They and just cut it out. Yeah. In an interview and. Shout out to a podcast. If you haven't listened to it, The Ringer did one called Halloween on Unmasked, yeah. which was excellent. It was like eight episodes of real deep dive into the Halloween series. On there, McBride and Gordon Green talked about how they, one of the major reasons was that family connection and how they thought that that kind of dulled the whole boogeyman thing a little bit mm. because it kind of made him, it gave him that focus on her. Whereas in the original, we didn't really know why he just got caught up yeah. doing that. So it made it scarier. And they kind of said, if you're in her vicinity, you might be in trouble, but everyone else is kind of just like, meh, you know? Meh. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> but because in this one, he got back to that kind of indiscriminate, just you're here, yeah. and so am I, you're stuffed, basically. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit scarier. I thought the cast was excellent. Yeah. I think they actually hit that nail on the head with the, the Strode family. Jamie Lee Curtis was excellent. Like, really, really good. I loved all that stuff about her being that sort of subtext about she'd been traumatised by this maniac and now she was a fucking maniac. Yeah, she's like a Basically, she had become just, you know, a gun-toting... It's a lot of the Linda Hamilton from Teachers. Yeah, yeah, it had, it had a bit of that vibe. <clears throat> uh, I actually thought Judy Greer was really good and mm. she got a couple of really good pieces right at the end. Finally, yeah. they put her in a, yeah. a semi-serious role and didn't have to have her in some scene fucking Actually, playing like a tool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's always nice to see Will Patton. Yeah, yeah I always like, Will like Patton. to see Will Patton. He was really good. He's always good. What? So, hang on, was he actually the guy in the original too? Was he actually? No, not? because that was their that was their connection. Okay, he was the guy who stopped Loomis from killing him. Right. No, I, I just because when I was saying that, like, I wonder if they actually got him back because it seemed like a weird role for him to have had that at yeah. that point. Yeah, no, um, it wasn't. That was just kind of. I didn't remember him being in the original. I thought yeah. maybe I missed something. He there. reminded me of um, Sheriff Mika out of Part Four. Yeah, and I thought that would have been, it would have been cool to actually have that kind of as a throwback or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was really good, and I just think that they pretty much got the casting right across was, the board. It was a bit iffy on. Um, <laughs> On the dash, uh, yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had a couple of little moments where now, I was, was like, he the, "Was he the guy from It as well, or was I mixing them up?" I didn't recognize. I just got the vibe of so. Beverly's dad from It. Oh no, no, I don't think so. I really like a couple funny, funny parts. The the intro bit with the two journalists when they go to the mental hospital at the start, yeah. with all the other inmates sort of starting to like something was like that gave it more of a supernatural sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're saying like you've got a connection to the mask and that sort of stuff. And he starts, he starts going. He's like clenching that. up because he knows something's happening. But just the way, like that whole scene was really uh, like the score. Yeah, it was kind of unsettling. The dogs it, barking and the those guys mm-hmm. are going. Aah. Yeah, it just puts you on edge straight away, and then you don't get a resolution to any of it. I don't know about the uh, representation of mental health. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that was yeah. a little bit off, but the, the, but yeah, it, it, it worked. The scene, it was yeah, yeah, it was quite creepy. It was perfect to set the scene for how it's supposed to go for sure. Yeah, yeah like the whole style. representation of mental health was shocking. <laughs> it was basically, changed Three to a bloody law. And I find it hard to believe that these other guys, which by the sound of things are just, they're just a little bit simple. Why are they in the same hospital as this guy that's a psychopathic maniac? Yeah. I also like how he's in a square and then they're like, don't step into the square. And then I thought to myself, who's getting him in and out of the square then? Who's leaving him in the square? Yeah. Um, but and he's a big a, boy too yeah, like, the, the patchwork of the red and white yeah, square it's kind of cool that has an effect on yeah, your eyes yeah. how you see that sort of thing and stuff. It's it, just, it was really well it done it didn't work for me 
legitimate mental health perspective, but it worked from a and trying to unsettle you, yeah. like the fact that Michael was, he would, still wouldn't talk even though they were, but he was clearly pissed off, like yeah. you can see. He was reacting for yeah. sure. Um, um, I think it, I think it's got a little bit of the Jaws thing where they never show you what he looks like. Yeah. Like everything's just Kept hovering close to his face. Yeah, and just, you'd see him just off off screen or something would be obscuring his face or something yeah. like that. I think that's really effective. Mm. I also thought the violence, while quite brutal... Never went too far over the top. No, it didn't go. And the best him. ones were the ones when you didn't see him do it. Yeah. yeah. In I fact, the best one of the lies is when he walks into that woman's kitchen. The hammer. And you don't, they don't move, but you just hear him go bang, 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 and her go. Oh, oh. The table just. And then he just moving. walks over and picks up the knife, and yeah. as he turns back around, she's just laying there in a pool of her own blood. Yeah. I actually thought, to me, this reaffirmed that I think Rob Zombie missed the mark so much with Michael because it was this one was equally as menacing and, and brutal yeah. but the way that Rob Zombie did that was I've got to show everything as, as brutal as possible as up close as possible and show everything in graphic detail yeah. whereas this one was like he was fucking swift he was efficient and just did the job but as you said it was shot so much better and it was so much more chilling and yeah. sometimes it was just the aftermath, like the guy with his neck broken next to the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that and you're like, Jesus Christ. Well, the dude Christ. in the service station with his fucking jaw. Yeah, jaw right. off. You don't see any of that stuff. Or the young kid pinned to the fucking wall, like yeah, the first the one, with a knife through his back. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I watched this and I, I just thought the brutality is there in, in equal amounts. Yeah, just what blunt Rob Zombie force. did, yeah. but it was just shot so much. And he bad. had a tendency to grab people and just bang them into something. Yeah. You know? Like it was all just... It was all power, you know. Like he was just he he just grab you and and like the way he kills the podcasters is just just power. He just starts bashing that bloke's fucking head, yeah, and well, he so just was, breaks her neck, you know. Yeah, that, that was one of the main things I noticed at the start is they give you a bunch of point of view characters you think you're going to be with for the movie, mm. and then they just start picking them off, and you think shit, no one's actually safe here. We don't know who yeah. is going to make it to the end, and I think that that's really because it keeps you on edge as well. You think everyone's expendable. Um, which you never usually think with these things. You, you see someone at the start and go, oh, that's your, that's your point of view hero character. And I actually initially thought one of the stray girls was going to go. So I thought you know, he's, he's, go, he's going to put one of them away. Or, or maybe... Um, um, and it could have been... Character. Well, I was actually thinking that the twist might be that Laurie gets done. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Up to the, it's up to her daughter who doesn't want to borrow this survivalist bullshit and her daughter to take him out. Yeah. But... I wasn't upset about the fact that it didn't go that way. No, I was pretty happy with the way it um, ended. I, but it did keep me on edge. You know, I was kind of thinking, well, what's going to happen? Because yeah. at, at about halfway through, Laurie's in close proximity to the bike. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, thinking he might no. move on her. Yeah, I was thinking for some stretches, I was thinking Judy Greer was going to go because I thought the connection between the the granddaughter and Laurie, I thought that was going to... Be the one that um, mattered. The one that, yeah. yeah. But I was, yeah, I was pretty happy with the way it all sort of played out. Well, even this, up to the scene where, where Laurie gets stabbed in the abdomen, I thought, oh, that's it, she's toast. Yeah. Um, and then she manages to go over the balcony and whatever else, and yeah. then he just gets distracted. But I, I thought, oh, shit, they're actually doing it. She's she's actually going to get killed here. Yeah. Um, and if they, if they put you in a scene where you think that, that could happen, that's effective. Yeah. All the nods to the other films were done in such a way that they didn't feel like they were just shoehorned in. Mm. Like The Predator, yeah. where they shoved all this bullshit oh, Jesus, in. Jesus, don't remind me. This one did it right. Almost all of it hit. Yeah. Almost like all of it. the little kids running around the silver shamrock masks, yep. mm. which is from part three. The boyfriend pinned to the wall like Bob. The girl covered in the sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, these were classic 
original staples, yeah. but they were there. But then you never sort of felt, oh, fuck, you've just jammed that in. Yeah. The so the fanboys can go, oh, wow. I actually yeah. really liked the school, the famous shot out the window where she sees yeah. Michael, and this time it's Laurie standing yeah. outside. I liked Laurie going over the balcony. And yep. being the and one then being the one who's gone, like, yeah. Twisting that on his head was really, that really was good. really cool, yeah. The fact that, you know, the first sort of thing he gets to when he escapes is the service station. Yep. Again, he's, uh, he's been around that a couple of times. Halloween like, 4. Yeah, it's it's sort of... they, they The toilet work. was like um, H2O. Was like H2O. Yeah, I was really impressed with all They kind of took little pieces and then just did something with it. They let you know. Different. They just showed you. They showed you and say, we know we know what we're doing. We've seen these. We know yeah, what and you're making at. Yeah. But this is how we're going to do them and yeah. make them and I like that. Yeah. The score. The score was excellent. It's spectacular. He, exactly the same, but just he took it a little bit of there's a little bit of guitar involved I think there's a little bit of violin and yeah, points. mixed in a few just nicely sort of brings it in bits and pieces here and there yeah even the bits without the yeah. like the other bits were equally as effective yeah um, it was a really good idea like it was very smart to bring him back yeah even just to do that I mean he took his paycheck yeah <laughs> his paycheck gave his blessing and someone said do you want to do the score Oh, yeah, I've got yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't mail it in. Yeah, he did he it well. He didn't say, oh, look, I'm just going to rest on my lorry. He did it well. just send out the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I believe his son's it. involved in it too, is that correct? Yeah, I think his son's involved son with the music as well. Um, yeah, you got to listen to, um, I think it's the last episode of Halloween Unmasked. Jason Blum goes into detail about the meeting that he had with John Carpenter. And he essentially said, he goes, uh, um, he's, he, he says his memory is totally clear that it started at 3 p.m. and uh, finished at 3.16 and he was like, he's just gruff, and he's like, what, the, you know, what the fuck? You want to make another Halloween sequel for or whatever? And but yeah, I think it's turned out for the best because yeah. they managed to get him into that role. And again, the score has never been anywhere close to the original until now. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's awesome to have those. I think in a way, I think it seems that they might have got a bit of his passion back. Yeah, just a little bit. Because he's very gruff about the Halloween films. Well, what, he doesn't like what the, the Blum rest of says them. Is, well, imagine if that was your life's work and you had some of that shit happen yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, what Blum says is that, that that's what Carpenter said. He's like, what the fuck are you asking me for? He said, either, either you know, are you giving me final cut? And Blum said no. And he's like, so why the fuck would I bother? And Blum essentially said to him, you've got an open mic to the Halloween fans. Yeah. If you say, I'm not on board with this, we're fucked, yeah. basically. So he's like, that's that's your final cut. I'm not giving you final cut, but if you say this sucks, I'm, yeah, it's going to screw me over. So yeah. I want you to have input. You yeah. Know? Feel um, good about it. Or yeah, feel yeah. And it was kind of I mean, cool don't get me wrong. He's been keep getting them checks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and there might be some uh, real shit out there, but he's getting some checks. Yeah, John, you got that new score? Uh, money? Because <laughs> like, it constantly says, based on characters created by John Carpenter. Yeah. So he gets his money every yeah. time. Yeah. But agreed, I think it brought a bit of passion back to him. Yeah. Because I don't think he's in, he's really been a fan of any of the other no, sequels, including him. part two. He hated the part one two, he, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he uh, openly admits that he um, knocked out the script in a night and drank a six pack of beer. He a, yeah, he said he was a six pack in when he came up with the brother sister twist. So. <laughs> yeah. I really like the opening credits. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Su- it was such a cool little riff on the original yeah. in the opposite direction. Yeah. 
It and like, yeah, they it kept a, all the yeah. same font and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a, uh, it looked like a time lapse of a rotting pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. It was reversed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was moldy at the, at the start and everything. Really yeah. cool. Really cool. And I think the nod to part six is in its, in its eye. It's got like, the, it looks like a thorn symbol. Mm. Could have, could have done without that. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, the, the later one I believe is a nod to part six yeah. is uh, later on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really liked well you kind of uh, mentioned this when you were talking about the nods to previous ones and whatever but some of the kills and Jared mentioned this as well with the brutality and everything but a lot of the times with these you're just getting a lot of rehashes of existing ones um, but this one managed to be really gruesome and brutal at the same time but still put it like its own twist they didn't feel like they were just wrote yeah. like generic kills mm. like you get the head stomp one oh yeah um, that's pretty brutal the jaw rip that you don't actually yeah. see the kill for but like the aftermath of that they're actually effective. They're not just like, oh, yeah, we've seen this before. It's yeah. like a machete through the face sort of shit. Mm. Yeah. Most of the kills in this were good. You didn't see how they would happen until it happened. But because they, they, because they moved away from them enough, mm. you got half them and then you got half the aftermath. Yeah. And the even, aftermath was gruesome enough that you were like, oh, shit. Even yeah. the one with, like, the, the kid in the backyard, I was like, that's pretty sort of standard. We've seen those things used before, like the light going on and off. But the, the, the kind of last shot of that of Michael kind of lunging toward the camera with the, yeah. the knife going up I'm like that's, that kind of felt fresh in mm. a way like it's I've got a big problem with that scene though because motion sensor yeah usually works like that it's not, I mean, it's not like a, our motion sensor goes on exactly. and stays on for like 10 minutes yeah, yeah but yeah, also yeah. if you move it goes it on goes you don't get on. to move somewhere else and yeah. then the light comes on when you're ready it's, yeah. correct yeah but anyway won't worry about that yet I did like it I did like the shot though of him standing like only metres away from him and then the light just goes out yeah because I'm thinking, through. fuck, he's going to end up being behind him, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an effective thing. And even with that, the kid trying to climb, like you've seen the one where the kid climbs the ladder and yeah. you know gets dragged back down or gets stabbed, but then the thing going through his jaw. jaw. That, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, and it was just effective. Yeah. I don't like to say this because we're talking about a horror film, but it had a bit more depth. It actually had it a did. little bit more depth. Yeah. And the whole idea of the PTSD and Laurie's, that sequence of her sitting outside the... The mental prison, hospital yeah. as and prison as the bus is coming out. She's got a gun, and you think that she's just gonna blow his fucking head off. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Like, it was just a really cool way to show that she never got over this shit. Yeah. Well, I was very skeptical of the idea of the transfer. Yeah. But that ended up being one of my favourite sections of the movie. Her sitting out the front with that, and then the Loomis voiceover going yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And then he needs to be killed. And he needs to be incinerated. And then her ending up at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, that was kind of fucking heartbreaking stuff. Like when yeah. she goes in and starts swilling. That's swilling, piercing. She's trying really hard to kind of get there for the kid. Yeah. And her daughter she just, just, just goes, down. cuts to the chase immediately. This is why we don't invite you to anything. Exactly. Your daughter's exactly. an asshole in, yeah, in the big is. scheme of yeah. things. <laughs> like, clearly, your mum's been through a lot. And I mean, I get that your childhood probably wasn't really ideal, but. She goes too like she doesn't give her any leeway. Yeah, but I kind of like that because I actually flash back to her her childhood for a brief second, and she's just standing there out the front of the restaurant, going, "My childhood was a yeah." She's basically talking in almost monotone, you know. My childhood was basically a fucking wreck. Yeah, you know, all we ever did was this shit. So you can see how she'd be fucking pretty pissed off about it. Yeah, well, she had her own scars, yeah, sort of thing. So I kind of dug that. I dug the fact that she wasn't cutting her any slack. The depth for me came in the whole fucking Me Too stuff, to be honest. Like, the way that it's affecting everybody. Like, from the outset, the podcasters are pestering Laurie, and she's like, 
I'm the victim here and you're talking about this guy. Yeah. Like, we need to understand him. I'm like, that's very pointed, especially yeah. from a film that came out of, like, the Weinstein company. Yeah. yeah. That sort of stuff was very pointed. I love the interactions the daughter had with those guys. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just... They're just painting these two guys of both fuckwits and their, yeah. their interactions with women are just kind of heading in this one direction. And, and so in the end, it's the girls that have got to kind of band together and, you yeah. know, stand against that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I felt a lot of that stuff was very kind of pointed, but it was really relevant. I loved things like the kid talking to his dad going... Dad, I'll go hunting with you on the weekend, but I really love my dancing. And the dad there going, oh, are you sure dancing's for you? Is <laughs> that important to you? Like, they were just little changes. And the kids sort of go, dancing's my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they kind of added heaps. They added yeah. heaps to it. And they mixed up all these kind of, you know, one of the, one of the, um, the, the guys being part of that whole you know, three girls walking down the street that we got in the original. This time it's it's a guy who's a little bit off kilter. Yeah. Then there's the dude that's going on about losing his virginity. Yeah. And usually it's the girl that's being kind of used as the object almost yeah. and he's this fucking bozo that's tattooing the date that he's going yeah, to lay yeah. on his arm and he looks like the idiot. I actually thought, and, you know, Jared, I, I like you, were sceptical about this, the podcasters. Mm. I was concerned. I felt that it was a little bit exposition heavy. They yeah. were there specifically to kind of get everyone up to speed. Their first scene when they're walking in the reception at the yeah. mental hospital is brutally... Total, total crap. Brutally like they're they're just rambling on about the entire first yeah. film. And did you know that this happened? <laughs> like, oh. come on. I, I was initially thinking, oh, fuck. What have yeah. we got ourselves into? But I actually kind of thought they were okay. It was a decent enough lead-in mm. to get us up to speed... Mm. that we were a sequel to the original and only a sequel to the original. I, I had a problem with the mask. You don't just give me one throwaway line <laughs> about where you got the mask from. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm sure security's checking your bag and going, uh, what's what this? We're talking about a highly, a very well-known serial killer. That shit's not getting handed out. Look, I've got some return serves that I'll, I'll save for the dislikes, but I, I agree, when I saw it, the idea is totally relevant. When, when they talked about how can we get this sort of back into the spotlight, mm. and they're, they're bang on that podcasters... Yeah, podcasters these are, true crime podcasts. These true crime pro- very podcasts. Podcasts are, are, are one of the ways... Ours is a podcast. <laughs> it's one of the ways that they're getting this out there, and I actually really thought... Choosing them was a good, good yeah, start. Yeah, it wasn't a bad idea. Got a few issues with it, which I'll get to, but, um, yeah, I was happy enough with taking that as the medium and trying to get to Laurie and Michael yeah. those ways. I, I saw them and I thought, yeah, they've kind of hit on what some of those people do. They try to talk to you and you and kind Yeah, of- what I liked was that, that it wasn't just about going to see Michael. Yeah. They went to see Laurie and they got the gob full about how, you know, there's nothing more to learn about this. You yeah. know? And then them sort of saying... We think he'll speak to you. But I, he, her response is correct too. You'd be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, care if he speaks to me. I'm not trying to help you this bloke. Me, yeah. yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of copped it. I, I let it slide. The, the, I've got dislikes to it. Mm. And, and the problem, as I said, was exposition. Yeah. They are just filling in everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of like... The, the, the it's a little bit clunky. It's very clunky. It's like they've never spoken before. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> They're researching this case in depth, but it's like, 
oh, I can't believe we're here. He's been here for four years. Or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, we've been over that about 15 times. What it should have been. You know what it should have been? You know what it should have been? It should have been the podcast episode overlaying them coming into the prison, yeah, which is explaining yeah. that. Because in a sense. podcast, that's what you do <clears> in those two kind podcasts. You give the background. Yeah, yeah. that could have been interesting. That could have been a little yeah. more successful. Yeah. Once Michael actually gets on the stalk, gets his mask back, mm. the movie picks up heaps of pace. It, it really hits then because that's when he's rolling through the streets, <clears throat> cutting a swath, yep. and... They bring in some of those cool nods where the two kids run into him and he just sort of goes... The hammer. And um, looks over towards where the woman is and then thinks... Yeah. He does love a hammer. He gets to find plenty of hammers around. Would you stick with the claw hammer? Why is it an upgrade to go to a butcher's knife? I think the claw hammer's got more pepper, mate. I actually really like that. Not thinking about some of the logistics around things, I really like that he just found the hammer. That was the first thing. Then he went into that chick who, if I'm not mistaken, was dressed just like one in Halloween. And making a sandwich. Yeah, Yeah. same thing. And he just nails her and then he's like, ah... The knife. Yeah. That's what I was after. Yeah. Like, I, I really... I and then he just sort of cruises. I, I love the fact that they don't just stop there. He yeah. cruises next door. Yeah. And he just looks around and thinks that, yeah. She'll do. Yeah, she'll do. Destroy yeah, that, that was excellent. Even before he gets the mask, that service station scene was excellent. When yeah. he first comes into the to bathroom where the, the, the chick's in there, his fucking footsteps and the squeaking of the shoes yeah. is so unsettling. And yeah. then she's going, there's someone in here, and then you just hear the... Squeak, squeak of his feet for a and while. Then and then they shoot everything from second. down low yeah. where he opens one toilet. So good. It was and then so just good. walks back out and he's so slowly methodical. moving yeah. through. Even that scene though, like the, the dropping of the teeth over. Yeah. If you're sitting there taking a shit and someone drops teeth I'm taking door, another shit. Just, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You are the man of the universe. I immediately take you another shit. It's yeah. a triple decker. Yeah. <laughs> but look, even that scene, like this is what I was talking about with the the, 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 the curveball with the point of view characters. Like, you expect her to escape from that, yeah. and then old mate comes in and hits him with a crowbar, and you're like, oh, yeah, no worries. Nah, Michael just fucking smokes both of them. Oh, if you get a if you get a kill me, at least let me wipe the backside first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to die with a bloody dirty ass. This is not Crystal Lake. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's where I'm going. I'm dropping a taco in here. <laughs> <laughs> whipping out a knife out of me, but in Halloween fucking remake style. That's right. No, but what I love about it is, and you see, when I saw the trailer, I thought that teeth bit would have been was a little bit over the top. Yeah, it's kind of like this doesn't strike me as what would we do. would have got mm. in the original, but. I kind of dug it because it works really he well. shakes the door. Yeah. She's like, there's someone in here and he's just standing there for like a, about 10 seconds or something and he just sort of goes... Yeah. And just drops them over. Yeah. If you like, sort of think of... You're in you're in real shit now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've seen the shot before that and then it's just like when the teeth come in there, as you said, it's fucking frightening. Yeah. Just thinking about... Like you're sitting there thinking, imagine if someone actually did that. Yeah. Like, I was in the cubicle at points or something, so I was just throwing those teeth in there. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, it was it was really unsettling. And I was the same. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, it just, it's, it really doesn't fit. But like the, end far, result, yeah. the end result yeah. is excellent. But that whole, that whole sequence in the in the servo thing, going back to the him being known as the shape, yeah. when you're different views and stuff and you see him just laying the, the punches into the guy through the back window yeah. and, stuff, and no one's aware that's happening he's just in the background doing his thing yeah. all of that through the movie was spot on yeah I, I really liked it and I thought 
Yeah, su- surprisingly, because I was actually very concerned about that, those particular scenes where he was going to get his mask back and all that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I do have one dislike to it, but for the most part, I thought it was really, really well handled. Yeah. Um, and the same with the actual bus crash. Mm. Yeah. Because they don't show it. All they show is the bus has crashed, there's all these dudes wandering around. Yeah. And then, and it was very reminiscent of the original in that regard. Yeah. I think it's almost like that's why they did it. They just went with that so they could have that and the, same looking people. The doctor makes them. a mention of basically Michael attacked one of the guards. Yeah, that's so essentially we know that Michael was the one who made the move to to escape. Yeah, but you didn't have to see it because you, when you see it, you have to see the machinations, and you always look at them and go, "Really? Right, okay." So no one's got a fucking shotgun or something where they can just go back and boom. Yeah. See you later. Oh, like he's figured out a way to get yeah, out of the cuffs. Yeah, out of the cuffs or, or something. Yeah. So they, they just dispense with it all. I said, well, you don't even have to ask those questions. Yeah, you just we, get the aftermath. just going to give you the aftermath and he's gone. Mm. And I thought, again, that was quite coolly shot with a little bit of fog. Not to Halloween five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, it was just foggy. There's sort of all the, you could More see box. them. You could couldn't see their faces though because the fog was sort of up. <laughs> <laughs> Michael wasn't in the background. Going, yeah, telling side to side like he needed to take a piss. Yeah, right. exactly. It was a little more, uh, it was a little scarier in the background of this one. In terms of the uh, added atmosphere, we mentioned it in mirrors, but mannequins for the win. Oh. Mannequins are just creepy. Let me ask. Mm. Let me tell you this. <clears throat> After getting attacked in my own home by a psychopath, I am fucking questioning why I've got mannequins in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, extra Who the fuck her. put these here? Yeah. The extra stock for her shooting range. Yeah, 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 but it's yeah, like not, not, not in here. <laughs> not in a dungeon. In, in out in the outhouse building. Build a shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it out there. Yeah. You're not. I don't need to be the house when there's no saying. there's no lights. And when when the um, what was the younger girl's name? The, the daughter. Uh, Allison was it. Yeah, Allison, yeah. So when she's running through the forest and stumbles onto, like, where obviously the shot up ones, even yeah. when they've been shot in the face, they're actually that more was, creepy. Yeah, yeah. that was quite That's really good. Nice little chill there. Yeah. Although she'd been running for a long time, considering they seem to be stopped just down right the road from the, the gate. <laughs> yeah, but did she did she know where her grandma lived? Had she been there before? I wasn't sure on that front. Yeah, uh, it didn't seem like it. No. Because she sort of just runs through the she forest. She didn't know yeah. where she lived. She hadn't been able to go out. She hadn't been in, gone out there and seen her. Yeah. Gloria yeah. had come to her a few times. The last 20 minutes is fantastic. Yeah. I think it is the the strength of the film is there because you finally get the the finale that you wanted where they actually take each other on. Mm. Pretty heavy duty too. He throws her around. She lays a, lays a slipper into him a couple of times. Yeah. Blows his fucking hand off. <laughs> yeah. That was nasty. The other thing I liked about that bit where his hands come through the, the door... He's kind of trying to gouge her eyes out. Like, he's fucking... He's yeah, really he's not, get, he's not just holding on to her. He's yeah. trying to get her. And <clears throat> I really like that stuff. And the actual ending, especially when Laurie's daughter makes out, like, I can't do it, I can't, you know, yeah, I can't do yeah, it, I can't do it. And then he, he appears and she goes, gotcha. Yeah, that and was really lets cool. him have it. I thought that was cool because it showed she reverted back to what she actually did know. Yeah, the training. She had effective. learned. So the message of the film is give your children PTSD. Fuck up their fears to your children. Ruin their childhood. Mock in the basements. Um, and then I just love the fact it's not a cage, it's a trap. Yeah, you that know? was really cool. And he's just standing there looking up at her. Yeah, the yeah. shot of him when the fire goes up, just standing there was excellent yeah. as well. Like I've got really a huge cool. problem with that scene, but we'll get to that. Yeah. 
Well, well I've got concerns about the whole fucking house going up, not yeah, just yeah. the room. But anyway, yeah, the, the the visual of that, yeah, when when it's going up. Was but it was just a cool way to end it. Um, so was it just me, or was the kid being babysat actually really funny? I found him funny. <laughs> he was just felt out of place, but he's like, I'm sitting here clipping my nasty ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was good. He was good. And yeah. I like when she's talking about, you know, the Alakazam, whatever. He's like, you're going to be in here smoking smoking weed. Huh? Yeah. Alakazam, you're smoking weed. Don't treat me like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kid had charisma. But yeah. I thought, again, that was a nice little update because in the original, they were just like... I'm just going to sit here and watch the watch the TV, and yeah. then I'm going to look outside it. And now it's this little kid who fucking knows everything, which is just yeah. <laughs> that's just modern day. Oh, I it? thought like, that that um, that was another sequence at work. Logistically, not sure how he got in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> without well, being seen. But he was in there before he, he there went to bed. Yeah, yeah, I know. But sure he's been there. But you know. This guy's what, 6'4? Six, 6'5? Four? Six, four? It's a big closet. He's bumbling around. He stinks like us. Oh my God. He gives you a large yak fur coat to store. Yeah. Maybe he's a big standing next to Vid Diesel's yak jacket. I was going to say he's a big fan of Triple X. He's got a yak jacket in there. <laughs> but that was effective shit. Yeah. And she tries to close the door and then she opens it and he just sort of stands up like that. Really, really well done. Yeah. And it was a sequence that. I really also dug where Laurie sort of sees him yeah, through the window, the window. and yeah. it's, it's obvious it's him looking into the mirror. And then she shoots, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was another really cool touch. But for me, the finale was the real, was the bit that I I really, you know, you're almost like punching the air because it was kind of like what we had been waiting to see. Yeah. Because you didn't, even in the, looking back on the original, the finale of that is not. It's actually they don't really They don't really fight. No. You know, she just kind of. She defends herself and that's it. Yeah. This was a, an actual biff, a blue. And my wife did have a query about why you wouldn't close off all the all your rooms anyway. And if he happened to be in one, well, stiff shit, he's caught. Yeah. But I still thought that was a cool thing where she was clearing the rooms and then... And yeah. Then, you know, she'd close them off one by one. Yep. Um, the the little kid, though, just going back quickly to the, the babysitted kid, his last line is his best one. It was kind of like a throwaway as he's running past. He's like, you're going to die, Dave? Because <laughs> 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 Dave's going up to be like a quasi, I guess, hero in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the kid doesn't act like you would actually act in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. He felt a little bit too comedic for me. Yeah. But he definitely had... He's got some charisma. I was, I was I was had a couple of laughs to break it up. I yeah. also appreciated the whole bar and me conversation. I was like, why? I thought that was funny. About the sandwich. About the sandwich. I'll yeah. make you a yeah, peanut butter and jam bar and me. Like, what? Yeah. So like, yeah. I love when he's, you know, he's talking about this. He's like, I, I I cook, like, what have you got for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. I cooked myself a, <laughs> this bloody dodgy looking bloody chocolate. year old would if they could make their own dinner. It was just a weird conversation. It was weird. That's Danny McBride in the I'm pretty sorry oh, yeah. about Stanley McBride, but it also served to kind of just take you out of the moment for a second and make you kind of feel safe and whatever. And then you're, oh fuck, we're back in business yeah. here. Like it was, I thought they broke it up. I was initially it. concerned that there was because a lot of the reviews were saying there's quite a bit of humour. Mm. Yeah, but there wasn't. There wasn't no. that much. It was really. It was. Two, it was a couple of little moments, yeah. and I felt they worked. I felt the uh, the friend in high school. He wasn't funny at all, and I don't think he re- was really meant to be. The one that tries was. to kiss on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, not needed, I don't think. Yeah. It was just a, it was He was the classic, like, quote-unquote, friend zone kid that ends up being the creep. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be the good guy, and he's not. Yeah. But he actually reminded me of the guy that pray, plays Froggy in Daredevil. 
He no, gave yeah. me that yeah, vibe. True. He's Very he's similar to that dude yeah, from the Butterfly Elden, Effect. Yeah, yeah, Elden Henson or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But him in Butterfly Effect is a very sort of similar character. Yeah. And he even looks the same as the guy. But I just, he felt really superfluous. And the yeah. boyfriend, even the well, boyfriend, I, actually liked, I didn't understand that one either. I kind of liked, the, the, the thing that I liked about it was what was he got called for his fucking bullshit behaviour too. Like, yeah. Oh, no, it's it great that they too, did. But yeah. they just seemed like they were unnecessary. It felt like it, that was almost the only reason he was in the movie. That was kind of fine. You want to point He felt a bit like fodder. Yeah. He yeah. felt like he was there for that set piece and to be told, you know, to make a move on and be told to yeah. stick it. Just because yeah. just I'm not in a relationship. Because he didn't have, on he only had avoid. like one or two other scenes. Yeah. So he had no flesh. Yeah. Like you knew the boyfriend ball. Yeah. And in fact, you probably could have had him instead. Yeah. You know, you could have gone with the old classic, I'm, I don't want to have sex with you sort of thing. He could have been the guy because we knew him a little bit more. The arc was there. Yeah, but you kind of got... I liked that you got both of them yeah. in there. You got both these fucking teenage boys that are usually kind of championed for some of that behaviour in some of the movies that we've seen over the years, yeah. including the Halloween movies, Yeah. for that kind of pursuit of women uh, for that and nothing else. Yeah. So I was kind of happy that you got this angle of both of them. You're both assholes, basically. Yeah. Did the boyfriend end up getting... No, no. no. He, he no. just... No. Yeah. again after the pudding sequence. Yeah, so no, she yeah, basically told him it was over. Yeah, right. Because he was he was kind of just yeah done away with. You, yeah, you yeah. Think he could have been the one that he came could have been in there somehow but, as well. But I was okay with that decide. because you don't necessarily have to kill everyone. Yeah, like you yeah. know, there's characters that don't need to die in these films. He was there. He he served a certain purpose. But I felt you probably could have ditched the other bloke and just had him run through. Well, all he ended that. up doing is being the reason she didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, because he threw it in the pudding. he threw it in the pudding. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the fact that you, this guy is supposed to be the guy that we somehow kind of relate to sometimes, the funny guy off to the side that's yeah. not getting the ladies. Oh, here's his shot. And in another movie, you might have the fucking, I don't know, the Peter Gabriel song come on in the background and he gets the win and it's like, nah, nah. He's a that, that stuff's bullshit yeah. and this is what it's actually, This is you're actually a jerk. Like, yeah, and also the, these girls aren't commodities yeah. to yeah, be yeah. traded between. Yeah, you don't just decide, oh, well, you're, not, you're no longer with, because he actually says that. Yeah. But you're not with him anymore. Yeah, that doesn't mean... But that doesn't mean you're in with the show, mate. We, we <laughs> used to be friends. We're allowed yeah. to be that. Anyone that likes? Not specifically, no. Yeah, no. I think we pretty much covered them. There was a there was a lot a lot to like. Yeah. Dislikes. All right. <laughs> Have we all got the same big problem? Yes, but I'm going to start with the podcast is just they provided way too much. They 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 provided some very stilted Unnatural. exposition. Well, yeah. let's be clear; these are the world's worst highly experienced journalists. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah. they're fucking awful. Yeah, they're really good at like really relating to their subjects and easing them into getting information out. Just starting with just victim blaming Laurie yeah. Strode. Yeah. Exactly. Like way to get people offside straight. Good way to start. Yeah. You wanted to, you wanted to do an interview with you, but you immediately get off the back foot. You awaken the beast. You get into the hospital. Like give this bloke motivation that he seemingly has been happy to fucking not look at for forty years. Yeah. So you awaken the beast. You victim blame Laurie. Quite frankly, doing a terrible job of it, fucking mumbling it, stumbling around at the gate, and then here's three grand, like, yeah, and getting nothing out of the interview other than told to fuck off, basically, and yeah. then you get killed, like, yeah, you really, really, uh, you know. As I said, I think it would have been better to have them coming into the facility to the sound of their one of their podcasts, explaining yeah. Yeah, the situation, explain what they're doing, yeah, and cleaned up a bit of the exposition, and stuff. then guess sure. what? You wouldn't have had the worst part of the movie. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to have that. Mm. Because the worst part of the movie is that fucking doctor. The doctor. Yeah. 
which was an... Was that what you were referring to, Jared, before I saw it? Yes. Yes. Um, okay, good. Absolutely. Just getting back to the podcasters, the mask, oh, oh, this is what I picked up from the Attorney General. So the Attorney General goes handing out fucking <laughs> masks of psychopaths. I think it was someone in the Attorney General's office that had slipped it under See, the See, to me, it would have been better off sentence. going... That's what they said. We paid, off, we paid off a bloody dodgy cop yeah. or something. And they get their hand to us. Yeah, just say out. just say we got this from the Attorney General, and then wink and yeah. rub your fingers together like a bit of money or something. Just give us something. Yeah. Yeah. we made it rain. Yeah, and the Attorney General's office. <laughs> <laughs> My other problem with the podcaster's death: one minute when they get to the truck stop, there seems to be a hive of activity. There's quite a few people around. Yeah. Next thing you know, Michael is bashing people's fucking heads yeah. in. With nobody seeing it? There's multiple cars Not when they put up with person people in them. Yeah. Sees him or hears that girl getting butchered in the toilet. Screaming for help. Nobody hears any of that. And I'm not going to, you know, if I'm that lady sitting in the car, I'm on high alert when I see a guy stroll past in a hospital gown to start with. Yes. Because she, as far as I'm aware, she saw him. Or the white... You mean so the lady like, in the red van? Yeah. yeah that yeah. does the eye movement thing? Yeah, and then I'll wait for the podcast start so can give it a piece on it. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. But see, she was clearly trying to gesture for him to look, but like, if you're going to warn someone, just say, ah, oh, there's someone over there that's going to well, murder you. Or why did we go down? Hey, look, yeah. check this bike out. Like, yeah, because it was obviously he's trying to do something, and I didn't read it at all, but she could have done more. Yeah, yeah. Now, and then he comes out and he puts the mask on, which I thought was cool. It was a cool scene. That's a big, puts yeah. the mask on yeah. and looks up. But nobody again's going, who the fuck is that dude? Yeah. 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 Giant it worked a bit white jumpsuit. Worked yeah. much better on the street where it was, you know, Halloween, Halloween. night. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, they've done that in even in Halloween 4. You know, he sneaks into the shop, but then outside the shop, you could see, oh, he'd probably get away with it because people are starting to ramp up into yeah. their costumes and all that sort Am of I thing. to assume he drove, he took the car? To yes. The, yes. Yeah. So he took the car. He does it a couple of times. He steals the police car later Because, on you know, I was, I was parking back to... H2 where he just seemed to walk <laughs> no no he just fucking zaps himself Hobo Joe decided to walk if I could have him there was to me no reason to kill that little boy that would be bus. Yeah. No. I just didn't see why that was necessary because that's not in the Michael Myers book and it should have been like in the first movie where the kids running you know how they talk shit to Tommy yeah. and they run off and he grabs, he grabs him, him. Should have been like that. He just took the gun from him. Yeah. yeah. And then let him go. I think... Um, I thought the kid was going to get in the car and drive off and, like, run him, like, bump him with a car or something and manage to escape. Yeah. I thought he was going to be in the car. I thought the kid was going to go to crawl... To, to jump into the car and then it was just going to go... And he was going to fucking... Yeah. That would have been fine too. All over, yeah. But, he, but again, I'll give him props because you don't expect to see that. Like, you yeah, very yeah, rarely yeah. see this. I guess they threw it a little bit at... Yeah, it's always a bit off to see... That done on screen, so it's yeah. hard to see the kids. Well, he snaps his neck. Like. It put me in two minds later on too when he walks into the baby's room oh, with the crib, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck! If he's going to murder this." And he kind of looks down at the baby. For he a stops. Second. He definitely stalls and looks at it. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're supposed to think shit. He might do this, and then yeah. he just keeps moving. Yeah. But yes, my biggest problem was Doctor Sartain. Doctor, holy shit! Yeah, that was a huge mistake. Big step. Because the twist on him 
That's what I thought was a throwback to part six. He yeah. is fucking rambling. I know. He's I rambling he was, about. I thought he was going to pull his sleeve up. He could have ended up being one of the patients that had tricked him into thinking he was a doctor and managed to escape somehow. Like that, he was that. Yeah, yeah. I feel and it was like telegraphed as well. Yeah, he could have been saying to people, "Give her three hundred cc morphine." <laughs> 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 I feel like so my reading of it was he sounded like Loomis yeah. so they wanted you to think this is the new Loomis and get really on board with it and then twist that on his head mm. but they didn't get you never got on board but with him he never got on board with him and I the twist was it straight so away. fucking dumb yeah dumb and telegraph though so to me bad. the twist only existed to get Michael in the vicinity of Laurie's house because mm. he didn't know where she was. Yeah. So that's the only reason I think they would have done it. Yeah. But it was so stupid. And the thing is, you didn't need Sartain. What you needed was a little bit more of the documentation and the tapes of Loomis talking about Michael yeah. as a fill-in kind of thing. The podcast is picking up the rest of that slack. Mm. Yeah. You don't need Sartain. He goes... I actually, I was pretty happy with it when he was like Loomis's kind of um, counterpart. Yeah, but he was a fucking bozo. Like yeah. Will Patton and the other guy standing there going, um, one of them says, "This guy's an asset." And he's like, he's a fucking liability. So he's sitting on the chair asking for something stupid, and I'm like, that. Uh, you should have kept that. Like yeah. it's kind. He's kind of your Loomis, but the turn on its head is. The police aren't going to fucking have a doctor riding on board with nah. them. It's not going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, like one of his, his, he actually had a pretty funny line too because I was like, just sit there and don't move. He goes, I already was just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what else do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just felt he was a misstep yeah. and he could have been excised totally. Mm. I just felt that you had those cool references to Loomis, mm. the, 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 the drawn picture of him in, at, at court, the, the tape of his voice. Again, it's a little bit of the exposition. You couldn't have done Loomis's tapes the whole time. No. You couldn't have had someone saying, you know, uh, how'd Michael get out? And then quickly over the top just oh. have Loomis go... <laughs> no, you didn't need a lot of Loomis, like but you only needed one. You needed to have him in there reference, which they did. It was just that connection to, you know, whenever there's that talk about, a little bit of that further exposition about, oh, this is what he did for the last 40 years in the yeah. hospital. It was easy to have him around. But um, when he twists then, on us and he stabs the cop and the cop runs over Michael and then yeah. he starts grambling on about how I want to hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Seriously. Nobody wants to hear what he's got to say. He's got nothing to say. When he stood up in front of the cop car with the mask on, yeah. I went head in hands. Yeah. I thought, oh, they fucked it. Yeah, yeah did you think so he was actually dead, dead and he's fucked it? Yeah. Well, I was panicking, man. I'm like, don't try and turn this guy yeah. into the killer. Nah. I wasn't sure if he was... I still wasn't sure that he was going to be dead. I thought I thought he's going to get up, but I just wasn't sure where it was going to go with the doctor. I was thinking a little bit of fucking WWE, Paul Bear and the Undertaker. I thought yeah. he was going to be walking there, going get him, Michael. Or something like that. Like, no, but oh, thankfully, man. they quickly realised the error of their ways and stopped on his head. <laughs> Do you think any of that was? Any of that stuff was reshoot? Maybe. Because they did do a small amount of Yeah, well, what I read is they reshot the ending. Lessened? The ending was different um, Mm. from what I heard. I I don't... Yeah, maybe it wasn't as much of that, but fuck, that was a bad... 
Oh, dear. I think actually, uh, now that I think about it, I think Danny McBride did mention that that head stomp was in the script for the whole way. So I'm not going to say it was minor because to me it was major. And that's why I dropped a point and a half. It mm. took a real... Because it, it took really some getting over. over. <laughs> it took some getting if, over. If the finale had been any less impressive, I'd have been fucking blowing up when I was coming out of there. <laughs> okay. Because the finale, I forgot all about it. As soon as the finale yeah, ramped yeah. up, I'd forgotten about that bozo who's out there with his head squashed into the ground. <laughs> I don't care one bit about him. But there's just the way he twisted, and then he's just talking shit in the car. <laughs> just rambling. He's just crapping on about nothing. And I'm just thinking, God, where did we come up with this? Yeah. And I kept thinking, is this the throwback to part six? If I'm ever a non uh, like criminal that gets getting in the back of the cop car, I'm making sure they turn off the child locks. Yeah. How many Definitely. times has this got to happen to someone where they get trapped in the back of a fucking no. cop car? No. All the time. No. You know what, too? Just coming back to his escape, he's putting a five-type murderer on a, a fucking bus. No. <laughs> Come no. on. You That's are not he, transporting him on a bus. He shouldn't be lost in with butterfly but when, yeah, but when they show him, when they show him walking out of the asylum, too, and he's just in a line with these other guys, yeah. like, this is... I'm pretty sure he not, just brutally murders one of those bikes. Yeah, this is not how you do it. Yeah, if he's getting transferred, he's getting transferred on his own. Yeah. With a full team, you it's know. It's the bloody Hannibal Lecter setup, is it? Put this on, fucking strap your arms down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, strap you are board, strapped into that jacket. thing. Yeah. You know, strap he's not getting going anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just felt that 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 could have been a real cock up. Mm. It could have. It thankfully was saved by some some nice light stepping <laughs> out of that situation after a five minute sort of detour into bullshit land uh, we got back on deck speaking so of uh, speaking Thanks of cock ups you obviously loved the last like a pinnacle of the action sort of scene I had a lot of problems with the fact that Laurie's supposed to be this tactical that she's been planning for 40 years they, she goes down, she's handing the guns out to people. She's like, oh, this, you use a revolver, it doesn't jam. No. You, you do this, like this is a, a, a you know, rifle's got good stopping power or whatever. And then she gets the shotgun, she goes, this is tactical. And then when she's walking through a dark house, she uses a fucking breech-loading lever-action yeah, yeah, rifle. Yeah. If he's with it, that's the worst ro- weapon you yeah, can Yeah, but where did she get that? that? Because she dropped the shotgun. Is that right? Didn't she? She, she blew lost his the fingers off with the yeah. shotgun. She dropped the shotgun. shotgun. I'm not sure what she. Get, but that's not the gun you nah, use. Nah. And why wouldn't you? She just had to say like it was a large selection. Yeah. She could have picked. Why would you? I'll get the, the biggest basement. gun you've got. <laughs> I don't know. That she shoots through the floor and then she goes, "I've got to go finish this. Stay in the basement." Yeah, but the way I read that was, she always wanted him there. That was always going to come into play because mm. my wife was saying, "Why would you fire up into the into you the let floor? Him know where you are. Let him know where you are." Because they actually wanted him in there. Yeah, if that's the case, then you don't get your granddaughter and your daughter to go there. Yeah, I know. You lure him in there somehow. Obviously, she had to move on the fly. (laughs) Things weren't going as planned, I don't believe. Yeah. But the whole idea was that, and I appreciated it, was that she never, she always talked about how she she just wanted to hide away and never, ever talk to the world or whatever. Yeah. But she really wanted him there. To lure him there. To lure him there. That's fine. So then when she knows he's out in front of the house... 
when we're talking tactics, she goes up to the only door in the house yeah, that has actual. glass windows and sticks her face against it. I don't know about you, mate, but I'm, I'm throwing open that door, shotgun in hand. <laughs> Come on, pussy! <laughs> Let's rock and roll! The guy has no ranged attacks. Yeah, yeah, he uses yeah. brute force yeah. and blunt objects. And he doesn't move at speed. He's slow, so you just want to be in an open yeah. space where he's got to come at you. You're charging out Ash style, eh? Who wants some? Yeah. Well, maybe it's a better chance than what she did. Like, I'm going to yeah. stick my face against his yeah. door so he can grab me in it. Like, yeah. I mean, look, there was, some, there was obviously some things where. It's weird. like, he's there. Oh, he's not there now. I better I don't know stick where he my is. face closer to the door. Yeah. What was the face against the door achieving? That's what I don't understand. Was she yeah. listening? I, I don't know. It just don't that, know. If you've been planning for 40 years, I feel like you do better. Well, I did it, like the fact that she looks out the, through the glass and he's just standing there going. Sort of watching. Yeah, it. I just killed this bloke. Yeah. yeah. Even even old mate though, when the cop car pulls up and he just unlocks all the doors, yeah, goes yeah. outside. I'm like, oh, so you can get in now. Like, <laughs> that was pretty easily circumvented. Yeah. Um, what was one of the guy's head was on a stick or something? Wasn't it? He, he, he ripped his face yeah, yeah, off yeah. and then stuck a torch inside it as like ah. a jack o' lantern homage. Yeah. Which was pretty. <laughs> that was creepy. Pretty full on. Yeah. yeah. That was full on. To me, the biggest problem was the doctor. Hundred percent. Um, and sure. if you take that out. The film gets exponentially better. I think it's um, far better. I think if Danny McBride gets an interview about that doctor, I think it's just going to be a what drugs? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. Like that. That was just. It just. It just kind of felt out of place. Just, it was yeah. like, what the hell have we done here? Yeah. <laughs> um, like I was this close to going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can, can anyone explain to me why Alison is so dead set on having a grandmother that she barely knows in her life? That's never really explained why she's so gung-ho on getting yeah, because, her involved. because there's not a lot of... She obviously doesn't know the story of her do- of Laurie's daughter mm. until that night mm. at the yeah. dinner where she explains to her mum took my bloody childhood away from me. Yeah. yeah. We're running around in the bloody... Like I, like an idiot. I had an estranged grandmother for reasons and I just took it as like okay that's fine that's what that's how this is I didn't have like the drive to go and and that might be just me but it just seems like a weird thing if your mum tells you tells you your grandmother's crazy and she's unsafe and don't be around well, her. I think what they were trying to portray was mum's a liar mum yeah, keeps telling me that um, did you was... did you contact grandma yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I spoke to her yeah she looks she's not gonna be able to make it mum's lying basically it just seemed like that that like you're already a, you're already far past where a kid would have bothered yeah I know but she Unless was sort of a prior she was taking it for the point of I'm now yeah 18 or whatever and I I'm want to know grandmother I think yeah, I got yeah. I think I got some some of it that I got from it was that Karen had tried previously like it seemed like there was attempts to keep yeah. Laurie involved yeah. so there was a pre-existing relationship that if that was a made more sense really it just seemed like go. she'd been estranged the whole time and she yeah. just didn't she'd never had a bond and of course there was off. definitely estrangement but it seemed to me I got the sense that although she was keeping her at arm's length that Karen had tried yeah, yeah. okay and so I, don't, I don't know that's what I what and I got from it. Um, Alison has that sequence where she's walking with her friends and talking about Laurie so she's kind of like a someone you want to find out you know like she faced this so like someone that finds out that their real dad's we, a person they yeah how do we you know I, I want to know more I want to know more about this so it was kind of like she was kind of because she was getting older she wanted to sort of investigate it and that mum kept telling her stories I think mm. that was the that was the gist yeah it was a little clunky because it didn't quite explain it because I'm a bit like you I was kind of like you know I've got I've got you know 
parties to attend. Yeah. Marijuana to smoke. Yeah, it just seemed like a yeah, weird I thing. I haven't got time to worry about grandma who's basically a hermit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my last major one, and it's in that final sequence again. When they finally get Michael trapped, and the you know the bars go across the top of the stairs or whatever, and they start lighting up the gas, he's standing five feet away. They have a gun. Shoot him in the face. Why are we like no one saw a body at the end, guys? Just put it out there. Yeah, um, well, you mentioned the possibility of a sequel. sequel. We need a sequel. <laughs> Why don't you just finish nah, the No, because off? you don't do this in these movies. No, you don't. Because there's, they're always talking there's about money to be made. They're always <laughs> talking about money. And so they never... And then, look, they probably wisely did it. I think they were in a sense of where they cut his head off and then thought, oh, shit, this made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have to explain that cutting his it's head It's just off. a tough sell again with the lorry tactical... Yeah, yeah. You, you think she would blow his brain I'm coming here to finish this um, bloke off. You know that. Yeah. I, I, I kind of I liked it because in a sense of... You'd think that that house has just gone to... It's gone to bloody ash. He's dead. But we're not going to show it just in case we want to... I actually think it would have worked out. better than hightailing it. They're like, we're blowing our fucking house up. Get out of here. Yeah. And so they just fucking go and assume that... Yeah, like if there's a timer or something and they, have yeah, to go, yeah, they yeah. don't have an opportunity to, to finish it. But they're standing yeah. there just staring at him as he stares up. They're like, you just With do it. With a few guns. Yeah. I think two of them have guns, don't they? No, something like that, yeah. Yeah, you unload. Yeah. Although does what he... Well, Laurie's lost her gun because she attacks Michael with a knife. Or maybe Karen, maybe dro- Karen drops hers when Michael grabs her by the foot. Alison's only got the knife as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they didn't have so one. So they didn't have a weapon because she gra- he grabs her by the, the foot and Problem she solved. The daughter loses a gun. Oh, okay, maybe yeah. they didn't have one then. Okay. I, might have, I might have mucked that up then. But still, if I had a gun, he's copping the foot both barrels. He's copping both barrels, reload both barrels. <laughs> when when she, he steps into the thing, she's like, she does the gotcha. Yeah. Does she not shoot him in the face? No, she shoots him in the... Chest. I, I thought she got him in the head, him in the face, or the neck. I might have been the neck. It's hard to say. It was pretty quick, but he's Michael Myers. Fuck, he's been shot in the eyes, and he's still got twenty twenty vision. Yeah. <laughs> no, because again, that was that was one thing I kind of liked. He was he wasn't supernatural. No, he was. Yeah. Like it was yeah, weird. Yeah. They walked the line well. They kept the line of he's a human. But he is bashing people's fucking heads in. He's clearly He's hitting people up. shot before that too, didn't shot, he? He blows his fingers off. No, 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 but he got shot. He got shot in the arm um, with yeah. the warrior yeah. early on. Shot yeah. early on. He has his fingers blown off and he barely bats an eye. And then in this one, because it was so quick and I couldn't really tell whether it was neck or head or whatever, it was kind of like, okay, well, I can cop it when he just... It could have been that he got it his shoulder. It could have been like anyone's side, so that's what I was thinking. Maybe it's just clipped him on the side or something. So I kind of got that, but I think they tread the line all right there because we know he's supernatural and people expect him to get back up. Mm. And they did it well enough. He hadn't taken so much damage that he couldn't possibly have got back up. Mm. But he had shown this ability to kind of get back up from being shot. Yeah. And most people would be able to go, no. Nah. Mm. I'd still, be, by the I'd still be out, out the front look at baby figures <laughs> how are you to buy that car that's a couple of broken legs yeah 100% oh, yeah. and it's pretty serious can catch it because the front of the car <laughs> maybe the sequel will be him with like um like concussion syndrome yeah and he'll be walking maybe, around yeah. and he'll got, have a drinking problem and be like really angry and <laughs> maybe it'll be uh, a random EMT again like uh, it was just happened to be around the scene and got his larynx crushed and was trying to tell everyone <laughs> for the whole movie <laughs> I'm not Michael Myers but he couldn't speak 
don't think I had any other specific ones. Anything else, Derek? I only had one. It was it wasn't really a dislike for the movie, but it just made me laugh. I feel like the people of Haddonfield need to buy smaller knives. <laughs> Everyone's going to watch his knives in the block. I've never seen him cut anything more than a tomato, but you're doing it with a fucking machete. In fairness, I've got two knives exactly like that in my house. Yeah. Right, I'm like, I know like, people have big knives, but the, the chick making a sandwich is cutting it with the biggest yeah, knife no you've one, ever seen. That's, then the girl that's babysitting starts cutting up her dinner. Again, the biggest knife I've ever seen. <laughs> I feel like it's the Home Shopping Network needs to look at their numbers and go, we haven't sold a lot of slap choppers in this uh, area of the country lately. Let's put a big drive on that. <laughs> Try to get knives out of the kitchens. Yeah, yeah. There's a slap yeah. chopper. Haddonfield hasn't been picking up the small filleted knife package. Uh, <laughs> they, no seem to be buying, <laughs> they seem to be buying the more heavy duty. I just um, I just remembered one other thing I was going to ask you guys about. With the original, because in this, there's, there's one scene of nudity and it's a corpse. Yep. Is that consistent with Michael when he was six when he killed his sister? Yeah, that is, is it. That, that is it. Yeah, that is the, the same, exact, same. That is okay, exact same scene. Okay, because otherwise I had a problem with him going, well, it's been cleaned up. Throw some boobs out. The, the, the colouring's been cleaned up. <laughs> so, so I could see that. I could see that she's dad dad up That's why I was wondering if that was necessary, but. But only took Adam 30 years to realise that she didn't have a top, so. Jesus. I thought she was wearing like a skin tight body. Because the nipples didn't give it away. Because he couldn't see him in the cut. In the, yeah, it's so the dark. Old, the old version is so dark. Quite difficult to see. <laughs> no, that's fair, cool then. I just otherwise it was just it was it would have been just an unnecessary. Let's get some boobs in. Yeah, here, yeah. No, person. that is the okay. that is the exact same <coughs> redone. Uh, it's not not redone. It's actually taken. What about the, so the the photos? Are, what about the live action thing when it shows like from Michael's point of view? Yeah, that's yeah, that is know. from the original film. Exactly. Yeah, they cleaned it up. Well, yeah, they cleaned it up real well. That looked really good. And in fact, it fits in real nice. Like it. It could have been sort of like, oh, no, no, yeah, you, why, why take a scene from the original? It looked like it kind of it had a little well. bit of a soft focus, like yeah. oh, it was a dream sequence thing, but it wasn't like clearly really pixelated and, and grainy. As so. I said, I knew that she had no top on. Are <laughs> you taking me 40 years? Mystery <laughs> solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. Was she naked? Yes. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about who killed who. Just yeah. like this chick's top. But um, anything else? No, that's it for me. No, that was it. All right, that is Halloween. And that's our Halloween episode. If anyone wants to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, on, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and on Instagram at thrillmepodcast. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for details of our next episode. Maybe a death wish picture? No. Uh, yeah, give five, it. Follow the crackdown. Five, Double bill. <laughs> Double barrel death wish. <laughs> double barrel, double the Bronson. No. Twice the mustache. No. Can I interest you in a, another Bronson cannon? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That, is, that, that, that episode makes me laugh with um, you going, Jared goes, I've watched Death Wish 1 and 2 and 3 recently, and you're like, you're a fucking masochist. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not. You're not. But keep an eye out. We'll we'll let everyone know what our next episode is. But until next time, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.net.au.